The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. This stage, you will have seen the story that 6,000 fewer people paid their television license fee in June and July of this year. Already, that has cost the broadcaster about a million euro, and it would suggest that there is a looming funding crisis. Come the autumn, Mick on 087 1400 106 says, We already pay a levy here on Netflix and all technology purchases. It's the VAT rate of 23%. I'm sure there is more than enough money there to fund RTE without, without creating new taxes. Somebody else says, I'm sick of watching films from the 1940s on RTE every bloody weekend. What are we paying for? And Tommy says, everyone cites Fox News as a reason to have a state broadcaster. But they also have CNN in America, which gives balance. What about the state broadcaster in Russia? It's hardly something to desire and it is not a black and white issue. Thank you very much, Tommy, for the text. 087-1400-106 is the number. Colin McCarthy is with me now, The Economist. Colin, what choices in your mind are on the table for RTE in terms of what it looks like and how it is funded in the future? Well, I think there's an immediate problem uh, uh, highlighted by the revelation that uh, people are getting a bit unenthusiastic about paying the license fee. Uh, but aside from that, RTE has a statutory borrowing limit, uh, and uh, they may uh, be approaching it right now. So, And this has been hinted at the last few days by uh, the new director general and by other people. Uh, they may need a kind of a temporary uh, cash injection from the government before the end of the year. So there's a short-term financial problem uh, at RTE. The long-term problem is both of their principal sources of revenue, one is license fee and the other is advertising. Uh, Both of those have been weak in the last few years. Uh, More and more people are kind of reluctant to cough up the license fee. Uh, Government is uh, unwilling to increase it. Uh, And on the advertising side, all the media, including private broadcasters like yourselves, and the newspapers, they've all seen a hemorrhage of advertising spend to the new digital media. So both of RTE's revenue streams, longer term, Mm. are under pressure. The other point, of course, is the dual funding. Uh, They get the license fee and they get the advertising. Uh, The BBC just gets the license fee, so they don't have this potential conflict between public service broadcasting and commercial pressures. So I don't know what the government eventually will decide to do. Uh, They will be reluctant, I think, uh, to come up with some special tax to replace the license fee that's just for RTE. I think they might say, look, uh, you can go all advertising or all state money, but not both. That's a possibility. So do you think that's that's likely that that they will say, "Listen, it's one or the other." It's 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 the BBC model, or it's the Channel Four model. So the BBC, you know, all taxpayer funded, almost they 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 do sell some of their programs around the world, but it's a, it's, it's less than ten sure. percent of revenue. So let's you know, for for argument's sake, it's all taxpayer funded, no ads. Channel Four is public service as well, but exists solely on, on commercial revenue. Do you think it's yeah. one or the, is, is the future one or the other for RTE? Well, I, I, I don't know. I mean, the government might limp ahead with some modified version of the dual funding model. 
Uh, I, I think they might, though, at some stage, uh, opt for, for one or the other. Uh, and if they say, no, it's going to be state-funded in future uh, and, and not take any ads, if they went for that uh, uh, line of attack, mm. it doesn't have to be a license fee. They could say, look, should the exchequer... You know, has income tax revenue vast and, and millions of other revenue streams and so on. Uh, we won't have this special 160 quid per household. It's a kind of a poll tax, really, and, and people do criticize it because uh, it's kind of regressive, you know. Mm. Uh, it's a flat tax on everybody, regardless of ability to pay. Uh, so the government might just say, look, uh, uh, this will be a state-funded broadcaster with no uh, ads, uh, but we'll just fund it with. The, the, there'll just be a, a vote, uh, you know, in, yeah. in the ordinary budget process. But what would RTE look like then? If if that if like you know, let's just hypothetically, that's the the decision government ultimately make. Um, is it the same size and scale of organization? Is the output pretty much the same, but just it, without it, ads? What does it look like for you, in your it's mind? It's very difficult to see how it doesn't get a bit smaller in either of those models. Uh, if it was solely reliant on, on advertising, then for sure it would be smaller. Uh, if it just got a, an annual vote of a few hundred million, whatever it might be, uh, uh, enough to replace the missing ad revenue, I think the squeeze would be on to keep that budget under control. Mm. Uh, and I think RT probably gets a bit smaller in either scenario. And at, at the moment, uh, it has 1,800 staff. I don't know how many staff they have in Virgin Television, but the figure that sticks in my head is about 200 or something like that. So uh, I, I, I think there will be pressures to downsize uh, RT. And and uh, I know, listen, some might say I, I, I have skin in the game in terms of this question, but ultimately it strikes me that the the, the, the winner or one of the winners in, in that scenario are, are are private media companies, aren't they? Uh, it, it, it's hard to see how the private radio stations, of which there are lots, the national ones are News Talk and Today FM, but there's a huge number of local mm. ones around the country, some of them quite successful. They're probably radio stations, and you have uh, Virgin, which is quite, you know, quite quite a, a number of channels now. Uh, they, it looks to me, are winners really in either scenario. Uh, if if RT no longer takes ads, then they now have a better pitch in the advertising market. Uh, if RTE just has state funding, but it's squeezed a bit. Uh, then they will be more competitive in the audience market. So I think what's happened uh, the last few weeks uh, is kind of good news for the private broadcasters. And before I let you go then, Colm, and you've kind of hinted at what what I suspect your, your opinion would be when you use the phrase kind of limp along w- w- without choosing either of those extremes. What would be your assessment of the government if they were to say, listen... You know, let's uh, let's maybe tweak a few things here, but we, we'll stick with things uh, pretty much as they are. You know, half well, the revenue I, I, from ads, yeah, half I, from that either the taxpayer from license fees. Yeah. However, you want to fund it. Yeah, well, I think they should make a quick decision. Uh, uh, RT, it looks to me, 
actually needs a, a, a short-term financial fix for, for this current year. So they should get on with it and do that. They're going to have to do it anyway. Yeah. And they did do it during COVID, as they did indeed for lots of companies. Uh, so I think they should just get on with it and do it. Uh, on, on the second point, what is the long-term model? Uh, this issue has been on the table for about 10 years now. Uh, and and uh, I remember when Pat Rabbit was the Minister for Communications, he came up with a scheme for a different kind of a, a, an annual charge that wouldn't be exactly the same as it is now. Uh, I don't think the climate is great for that now. Uh, but whatever they're going to do, I, I do wish they would have a, a, a think about it uh, and come up with a formula. The worst possible outcome would be to dither around for another few years with a bit of this and a bit of that uh, and, and no clear decision. All right, we'll leave it there. Colin McCarthy, uh, economist, thank you very much uh, for joining us. Michael McNamara, independent TD for Clare with me now as well. So, Michael, you, you would have heard what Colm had to say there. The government can't dither. There might need to be a bailout this year, so be it. But ultimately, I mean, it, it's probably go all commercial or all public funding. What's your view? You know, I think that's correct. I mean, I think we've seen, you know, th- this interplay between the commercial side of, of RTE with the um, bringing advertisers to, to, to matches and uh, away for weekends, etc., and uh that how toxic that is when it's mixed with uh, a compulsory license fee that people are brought to court for not paying. I mean, I just don't think it's uh, you can continue merging the two for any longer. So have you a preference for how you would like it to be funded in the future? Uh, I mean, I I don't really have a preference, but I, I, I just don't see how the license fee is going to recover and I don't see a political appetite. I mean, Michal Martin... Uh, this time last year ruled out direct subvention of RTE from, from the Exchequer um, as, as Cullum described you know just another vote on the budget he, Michal Martin said that would be um, a threat to democracy I think was the term he used which is quite strong but so I mean given that I think it's difficult for them to roll back from that it's difficult to see a government increasing the licence fee or I think uh, subscriptions are take up with the licence fee uh, recovering anytime soon so that just Leaves by process of elimination the uh, the the advertising um, route, but I mean, I suppose RT. No matter what they do, they're going to have to define what they are. In mm. I mean, I I grew up in a, in rural Ireland in the eighties when you had uh, effectively RT one and RT two, which was kind of a, a half a channel, which was hugely popular though because of sports stadium. There was a lot of sport. Obviously, RT can no longer pay to, to to broadcast Wimbledon, which was last week, or Roland Garros. I mean, they were all regularly in RT, but there's a lot of, there is a lot of sport that RT does cover and is covering through GABO again, which is an excellent idea when it was established to cater for the diaspora. But I think there's a lot of resentment of, of GABO and maybe, I, I see a lot of people who are not Grail Gores and who are not terribly interested in Irish watching TG Cahar because it, it, uh, it has news and current affairs, mm. obviously, in Irish. Uh, it Maybe it's films are. I heard some one of your callers criticise RT's films. Maybe maybe that caller prefers TG Carr's films. But they show a lot of sport. Um, maybe uh, and maybe RT needs to look at showing uh, more sport. I mean that would be just uh, an armchair general's view. But I mean I'm, I I did work in RT myself a very long uh, time ago. I don't have a, a particular view. But I, I don't, as I say, think it's it's politically feasible 
to fund mm. RT directly. Uh, the has ruled it out. Um, I think maybe for some valid reasons, maybe also with an eye on the future and a fear of what might happen in the case of a change of government and mm. uh, RTE's independence. But I don't see the licence fee recovering. But what you're talking about there, though, is is maintaining the status quo or some version of it, isn't it? That there'd be no, some money trickling I mean, in from licence fee or a version of a licence fee and then they'd be out there in the commercial market as well. No, I, I mean, as I say, I don't see a licence fee being sustainable any longer. At, at, sorry, at all. So you think we're, we're, we're well, I mean, more likely looking at the kind of the Channel 4 route, which is you've got a public service broadcaster, but it's it's dependent solely on the commercial sector. Yeah, I think that's, in my view, where it's going to. I mean, I don't think you can get rid of the okay. licence fee overnight, but I think it can be wound. I mean, RT would be in huge difficulties. and I mean, it's going to take time and there's going to have to be a plan and a lead-in time for whatever decision has arrived at maybe of three to five years but ultimately I just don't see the status quo continuing I don't think it's feasible from the moment this broke, I mean I, I didn't think it was feasible anyway yeah. but I think this is kind of the the the, the, um, the mm. catalyst for for that change which I think was inevitable in any event. It would it would hasten a, a, a period of kind of difficult change for RTE wouldn't it that that, that change in funding. I appreciate you say you'd have to wean them off the licence fee. It's not something that would happen overnight, but it's more than half their revenue. Um, so, I mean, it's kind of a crude metric, but you'd imagine they would half in size if you take half their funding. You would, but I mean, you know, I, I, I don't... You, There's a lot of redundancies. There are, and there are a lot of excellent people who work very hard in RT, and um, I change is, is difficult but I mean also you might see a privatisation of of maybe uh, 2FM and perhaps even RTE2 um, uh, with uh, you know a, a more public service oriented RTE1 and perhaps a sports channel if, if they could look at I mean I, I'm not a, a, a media uh, expert but I mean if you're just asking me what politically is feasible I think I mean I'm not everybody talks about this necessity to have a public service broadcaster and that uh, democracy is in great peril without it. I mean, I'm not that convinced of that argument, I'm afraid. And I mean, you know, we have, it's not like there's loads of disinformation spewing out of um, local radio stations or indeed uh, news talk to the FM. And the, well, no, we're, we're uh, for, what, for what it's worth, and I know people don't, uh, this is not hot in the topic of people's, uh, around people's dinner tables, the regulation of the media industry, but yeah, no, it's worth pointing regulated. out, we're, we're heavily regulated yeah, and, and there's things we can and cannot say. So we, we can't decide we're going to uh, uh, be kind of Sinn Féin FM or Fine Gael FM or Fianna Fáil FM or, or, or any other political party and we can't spew this information morning, you noon know, and exactly. night. No, I, I'm not suggesting you have. No, no, or, I know. I just... Would. So but people I mean, understand. I, I mean, and you are heavily regulated as is... Um, uh, you're actually regulated by the same regulator as, uh, as, uh, as RTE. So, I mean, I'm not... For that reason, I'm not convinced that that the lack of a licence fee or the lack of a public service broadcaster uh, are a state-owned, state-controlled public service mm. broadcaster where the, the ministers of the day get to appoint uh, people they like to the board um, that, that, that the lack of that poses a, so, a huge threat to democracy. So, I mean, you, you kind of touched on something there which is maybe that we're we're guilty of maybe thinking of RTE as, as kind of one big homogenous blob but that Instead of suggesting that, you know, RTE as a whole... 
goes down the BBC route or the Channel 4 route, you could possibly have, or say in terms of television, RTE1 goes down the BBC route and the old network too, RTE2 goes down the Channel 4 route. And likewise on radio, you know, 2FM becomes completely commercial and RTE Radio 1 becomes completely dependent on some level of public funding. Yeah, I mean, you, you, you could, but I mean, you, you know, let's not forget that you also have Lyric FM, you have Radio Nagueltica, which I, I think perform a very important public service. But to go back to it, I mean, RT have a news channel. I mean, I, I don't know, I mean, whether it's possible to do subscription around Fairview, but I mean, I, I think uh, RT News and Current Affairs is very popular. People rely on it. it, it um, People expect to hear the new impartial news from that, and maybe it's something that they are prepared to pay for in in numbers. People uh, are, I think, prepared to pay for a lot more sport than uh, if they can actually get it and watch it. But I mean, you know, GABO is it has its teething difficulties and it's contingent on broadband, which isn't always uh, available in mm. in many parts of the country. So, um, you know, I do think it's time to to sit down and decide what is going to happen. I just think I would agree with uh, Cormac McCarthy that it can't be just let uh, hobble along. Um, yeah. Sort of, like, oh, so, well, of course, when, when he says we can't, um, you know, continue with, with, with what has been the case up until now, uh, probably what he means is we, we shouldn't because there's always, you know, it, it, you can always miss an opportunity to miss an opportunity. Um, you know, and th- there's the possibility that a decision is never made because there's always an election around the corner or there's always a fear of what the next government might do or there's, uh, it's always it's always too thorny uh, uh, an issue to grasp. And then we do find ourselves in 5, 10, 15 years' time still talking about this dual funding model. Or am I yeah, being too pessimistic? Mean, well, I mean, the dual funding model implies that people are going to continue to pay the licence fee and uh, obviously there were comes by by district judges that were reported in the media, which, you know, wouldn't exactly strike fear into the hearts of people who are, who are not buying a licence. Uh, but, of course, judges' attitudes may may change as this uh, scandal and this time passes. They may, again, start to um, uh, impose fines that act as a deterrent for not having a, a licence fee. But for the moment, I think, because of that, uh, I think there's a fall-off in general in, in licence fee payment. And I, I just... I think that's going to be a difficult trend to reverse. Michael McNamara, Independent TD for Clare. And before Michael, we spoke to Colin McCarthy, The Economist. Uh, listen, thank you both very much uh, for joining us here on the show. This listener says, why not replace the licence fee with a €5 Euro per month data fee on all broadband connections collected at source by the telecommunication companies, much like excise duty is collected at source by fuel importers. It's the first time I've heard that suggestion. Now, somebody else says, why do we need a national broadcaster? You made the point last week about all the repeats of shows they have every day. About 46% of shows are repeats. RTE offer nothing to us that others don't offer. Time to sell it off, collect the money, and people can save on licence fees and let a company run it as a proper commercial entity. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from 4 on News Talk.